What up, what up, what up? We're back with another episode of Between Two Posts. It's Everett alongside the boys, uh, Evan Painter, EP, Kyle Conan, Double K. Um, it is Monday, December 12th, 341. We're kicking it. We're hanging out. We're living the good life. Thanks again for joining us for another episode. Um, EP, how are you? Doing all right. Just going through school. We're living. Cool. Young, a young man's 18-year-old life. It's tough. It's tough keeping your AirPods out of the toilet, huh? Yep. Not not sacrificing any more of those, that's for sure. It's a little we'll expensive. For that. Yeah, we don't really have the uh we don't have the sponsorship with Apple yet, although you know they they're saying it's in the works. I'm talking with them. We're we're trying to hash out a deal. We'll each get a set of AirPod Pros and uh we'll see what happens. But Kyle, it's been a while. Mr. Conan, it's, New it's Jack's Air. What's yeah. uh what's new? Uh, I mean, right now I'm trying to figure out, I guess, uh, our groceries got delivered to the wrong house. So I don't really know what the next step is. Explain but, to uh, me, <laughs> was it like, your, like one of your guys' family's house or just completely wrong? No, look like, uh, so our Publix has like, you know what Publix is, right? Like a pub yeah. sub. So, yep, yep, yep. um, I think it's like free delivery on an order over a hundred dollars, which I mean, if you're going grocery shopping, That's one easy. order isn't. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, looks like a just a completely different house in the picture that they sent that says delivered. So, um, I'm a, I'm a kind of a, not my problem right now type of type of thing, but is that house on your street? Uh, it's not, so, I mean, it's a zoomed in picture of like the front porch. Oh, I but it's, that's it. not your house. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I don't recognize it off the top of my head, but I don't know. Maybe if I went for like a quick walk, I might find it, but, what am I going to just go grab all the groceries and walk them, walk them over to the house? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Um, <clears throat> yeah. A hundred dollar grocery bill. When you're living like me, Kyle, uh, it's easy to get those numbers up real, real quick. Frozen pizzas, some pizza rolls, all that good stuff. Oreos, cookies, ice cream. Yeah. Like it adds up quick. Anything adds up nowadays. Inflation, you know? So that's, I mean, a couple waters and, rice you're at 100 bucks you know what's actually really good from Publix that i thought was overrated but i finally had a couple the uh the hot sandwich like you get like the sandwich at the the sub stop or whatever you call it so good yeah yeah they're pretty elite that's kind of like the florida staple is you get a pub sub which is i mean i don't even want to compare it to like a subway because it's it's just like so much better oh it's Um, so much they have better fresher real ingredients Yeah. Subway gets their lunch meat off of like a old dead cow that's been dead for three yeah. weeks and they'll just take what's left over. But uh, <clears throat> the one thing that's really true about being in a public zone, um, every time we go down to Florida and we stop in to like grab sunscreen, ice, beer, whatever for whatever trip, whether it's work or just being down there, every time you go in there, there's just, there's just, older folks that are just leathery running around. Oh yeah. Real bronzed and tan and just they're taking their sweet time. They move a half a mile an hour through those aisles. I'm like, man, this is Florida living, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's I think it's comparable to what do you have in Michigan? Those um Kroger? the big ones. Kroger. Yeah. Yeah. There's I think there's another brand I'm thinking of that's Meyer? like just like Meyer. Yeah, Meyer. Just like everything like you can go buy an outfit there. You could go buy like 
don't know. They just whatever you have, they or whatever you need, they have it. Are you with that being said, with Meyer having everything, uh, are you a target kind of person? Do you like lean toward like you know how girls are obsessed with like targets everything? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to jump on that bandwagon. I think target's pretty elite. So yeah. especially like a super target. Yeah. So you're not on the on the target train. I I'm not against it. Um I'm just I, I don't understand the obsession with it, but I do get now like now that TikTok's a thing, like and girls more and more girls post the same thing. Like you walk in, you get your Starbucks, you go and yeah. like you look at your cute little outfits and they get their like three dollar shoes that they can play and hurt their feet because they're three dollars. And then they'll go and get like groceries and whatever. And like, you know, they say you walk into Target for one thing and then you spend a hundred bucks or whatever. So like I, I see it. I just I've never been obsessed with Target. So I was just looking for some clarification. That's all. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I would just compare it to like think about like if like all your interests were kind of in one store, like, I mean, if, if let's just stereotype for a second here, which we would never do on this podcast, but let's just say like a typical girl who loves coffee and like clothes and, and then like, like basically their job was to go get the groceries, but they're going to get to do everything. But that basically like, that's just like, Oh, well I'm here. I'll get the groceries. And then at the same time, I'm going to get my Starbucks, try on clothes, see whatever new stuff came out. It's just like you're you're avoiding like what if what if we could uh go like take out the trash and while we're taking out the trash, there's like, I don't know, a, a car store or a hockey store or something. You're like, oh, all right, well, I'm, while I'm taking the trash out, I might as well take a peek at uh whatever we got in here today. So I like or how you draw on those similar similarities. Yeah, sometimes. like a GameStop. Like whenever you you like what if you had to take out the trash at GameStop? And you're like, oh, sorry, babe. Got to got to go to GameStop real quick, you know? Yeah, sometimes when I'm just taking out my trash, there's there's a GameStop across the street. I got to pop in. Know. You know, it happens. <laughs> it happens. I like, though, uh, how you try to avoid <clears throat> um, really, you know, stereotyping anything. But you said uh, your job as a girl is to go get groceries. I don't know if you heard the, that phrase, yeah. but uh, I like that. I like that about okay. you. You know what? Maybe that's just that's just our household. We we divide and conquer. So no problem. Um, no like I, you know, like, like my job's lawn, like I, I got to mow edge, cut down branches. Like I, I, that's just something I do. And then, you know, Hannah gets the groceries. So, <laughs> oh, I just want to put Are you, you in a wait, well, 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 now, now that we're kind of on this topic, Everett, like let's first, let's first drop the, the big bomb and then I can ask a few more questions on this topic. So let's tell the, tell the folks what they need to know. Um, yeah, a lot of the top 10 goalies in the NHL that are paid over like five mil, I have the worst goals against in, uh, in the league. Is that what you mean? No, no, I mean, that. <laughs> you're, you're officially out of free agency. You're off the market. Yeah. No, I, uh... no, no ladies can now don't be asking for Everett snap. Cause he put a ring on it. Yeah. Cause that was ever a problem before in my life, but, uh, yeah, <clears throat> last Last week, I mentioned it. If anyone listened to that, actually, that did get a lot of listens with needs. Um, he was a beauty to have on. But last week, I mentioned it. Something big might happen over the weekend. And then we missed last week's episode. So, yeah, uh, went to Toronto. Um, ice was a little bad. There was a rock in my pocket, fell, pulled out this rock, and it just happened to land on somebody's okay. finger. And now, Rhea and I are engaged now. Um, 
if you actually want to hear the full story, it's I don't know how funny it is. It's funny to a lot of people, but the way it broke down was I knew for a fact that like I was going to get engaged. I was going to propose at Nathan Phillips Square. It's an outdoor rink, all the lights, like really cool. And we've never been ice skating before in our lives. I've never pushed for it. We never needed to. Like I'm in a rink enough. I don't, we don't need to go ice skating. So I was fine up until we walked up to the, like the ice rink. I'm like, this is no big deal. I know what I'm going to do. This is easy. Fake fall. Going to proposal, ask the question, bam, it's no big deal. As we walked up and there were food trucks everywhere, they had boutiques, like little things that people rented to sell their mittens and like necklaces and all that stuff. And we got up to the ice and I saw there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people there skating. Reality set and I said, fuck. Yeah. I didn't think about the fact that I'm going to have to do this in front of everybody. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was nerve wracking. But anyways, when we go to do it or when I go to like set it up, I said, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. And I my idea was go to the bathroom, grab a skate guard, say, hey, can you film this real quick? Wham, bam. And then we'll be done with it. So I actually go to the bathroom. Yeah, be done with it. <laughs> yeah, this is easy. <laughs> it's a task. So we, I go to the bathroom and while I'm taking a leak, there is a, a person without a home as we're using now a person without a home under the hair dryer bleeding out of his face trying to like dry himself off or something so i'm already kind of like nerved up and then i look at this while i'm trying to take a leak i go what the hell's happening i'm like i can't help this guy right now like i gotta i gotta go do this mission i walk out i hard turn out of the right and under my skates i hear a crunch and i look down and i'm walking on concrete because the way they set out the rubber mats was like you come three feet out of the bathroom then you book right i turn immediately right they left concrete there so that was sweet so i'm like oh my god my skates are shot and then as i walk up to the rink i turn the corner they're clearing everybody off the ice i'm like shit what's going on because we got dinner reservations at 8 15 it's seven o'clock now we got to walk back to the hotel change go to dinner i'm like man <laughs> this really isn't going right i walk over to a guy who's a skate guard vest on helmet with a cage as a skate guard, I didn't understand oh, that. Yeah, I wouldn't ask that. Safety guy. first. Yeah, like, apparently. <laughs> um, and I asked the guy, I go, hey, like, buddy, how long does the exam take here? Like, roughly 10 minutes, I'm guessing. And he literally looked at me, shrugged like this, and without saying a word, turned away as if I didn't exist anymore. I was like, sick, dude. Sick convo. I'll, uh, I'll go find somebody else. So I walk around the rink. And while I'm walking around the rink, I check my phone. <laughs> Maria texts me, goes, hey, we got off the ice at the right time. Um, they're bringing the Zam on. Yeah. I'm like, in my head, I'm panicking. I'm like, time no. to leave. Yeah. <laughs> if there was if, if there's anything I want out of this, it's we're getting we're doing it my way. Like you get the rock, you get everything, but we're going to do it the way I want to do it. And we're not going to miss the moment. So he said, I text her back. Hey, like, uh, let's just wait for the Zam to get off and then we'll do a couple laps and then we'll bust back to the hotel, you know, change and then we'll go. She's like, all right, cool. So then I walk around and I talk to these other skate guards. I grab this girl, I said, Hey, you know, would you guys be willing to do this, this, and this? And she said, Yeah, no problem. Just give me your phone. So I give her the phone. I walk over to sit down. I'm sitting next to Rhea. We're waiting for the ice to get cut. As the guy's going around, he's flooding it because it's a public skate. It's an outdoor rink. You need a lot of water. So the first thing I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down. I'm gonna get fucking soaked. So yeah. he's yeah. going around. Fresh people... And you're probably wearing like like jeans or sweatpants or just, just going to soak it up like a sponge. It was worse. I had khakis on. So it just looks like I pissed all over my leg. Yeah. So that's sweet. 
So Zam's going around, Zam's going around. It gets off. I let like the first like run of like 30, 40, 50 people get on. They start cutting it up. I'm trying to just, I want to let it dry. I'm like, all right, real like you want to get on? We get on and we start taking laps. And while we're taking laps, I'm trying to find the skate guard girl who's got my phone and she's holding it. And I have a neon green phone case. So it's very apparent. And there's a little picture on the back. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to see this. Now, while you're on the ice rink and you're public skating, there's like a bunch of these Somalian kids, a bunch of these fresh off the boat Asians that like can't skate because it's a public skate. And the Somalian kids are ripping around, knocking people over. The Asian kids are all in the middle, holding hands, falling like as a collective group. And I'm just waiting to get kicked in the shin. But where we want to do this is in the middle under the three arches where all the light is. So that way for the video that I'm planning on doing, I've been planning to do for months, I can get the shot and I can clip it together. So as we're skating around, I'm trying to get eyes on this skate guard who apparently forgot exactly what I look like because there's so many other Asian people there in a jean jacket and khakis. So we keep going around and I'm looking, I'm looking at her trying to like lock eyes. She does not see me. She's, she's looking at some other Asian couple filming them. (laughs) So as we come around the lap before I did it, I I remember I'm like, how am I going to fall? So I'm pulling her into the middle. Rhea's like, what the hell are you doing? Quit pulling me into the middle. We're going to run into somebody. And I'm just so stressed out. I just didn't even respond. And in my head, I just said, shut up. Like, you you don't get what's going on here. Yeah. So I'm pulling her into the middle. And then I try to, like, fake fall. Like, I slide my right leg back and, like, do, like, a lunge. And I'm pulling her down, kind of. And she goes, what? what the fuck are you doing? Just stand up. <laughs> so she pulls me back up. We wheel around one more time. And on... As I'm breaking the skate guard on her right side, my left, I looked at her. She locked eyes with me, and I just, like, mouthed to the words, like, now. We're going to do this now. So we go to take the lap, and as we're going around the far side of the rink, far side of the rink, and we're coming back at her under the lights, I just, I throw, I was like, the only way to do this, you got to fucking throw yourself at the ice. So I throw myself down. Wait, so you fell twice? No, well, I tried to fall the first time. And she just held my hand and I couldn't fall. And I was like, all right, well, that's not going to work. Well, the girl wasn't filming it. So then that was fine. We worked it out. I came back around. Then we locked eyes. Then we're coming around. And I finally said, okay, now I know what I got to do. You just fucking eat it. So I just throw myself to the ice. And as I'm going down, I look up. And at the, in the moment, it looked like she was like 10 feet away from me. I'm like, shit. So as I'm going down, I'm like, in my, (laughs) this is the nerdiest thing I'm going to say. As I'm looking up, as I'm falling and watching how far she is, the first thing I thought of was like, I'm going to have to fucking butterfly slide and push yeah. myself through the wet yeah. ice to get closer so we can do this. I mean, that'd be pretty sick. Like just <laughs> everyone there, just butterfly slide over into a proposal. Just sucking up water with my legs. Um, but like Rhea can skate by herself. She turned around. She's coming back. So as I'm pressing myself to get up, this guy comes by in like a pea coat, well-dressed, and he's like reaching out his hand. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'll help you up. And I'm like, no, please get the fuck away from me. So as as he looks at me and I tell him that, I start reaching into my pocket, grabbing the box. He goes, oh, shit. So he skates away. Yeah. Rhea comes back. And as I'm getting on my knee and I'm pulling this box out of my pocket, the first thing she says to me is, you're so stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, hot start. I didn't yeah. respond. I open the box, pull it open. She just starts sobbing. It was incredible. Um, I didn't even really get to say anything because she was just crying so hard. And then she just said, yes. And I said, oh, well, I guess that's all this is. Ring on the finger stood up. Everyone circled around us. They're clapping. They're laughing. Um, 
she's crying. They chanted us to kiss. We kiss. It was really, it was really cool. And, uh, that all worked out good. And then we finished, she goes to sit down. I go to tip out the skate guard. I said, here's 20 bucks Canadian. Thank you. And she goes, no, 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 don't worry about it. I wonder why she didn't want to tip. Run back over to my phone, check my phone. She recorded me. She recorded the ground. She recorded me falling. And then she stopped recording after that. So I missed the best part, the proposal, the, the ring, everything. Ooh. So you go, to, you go to get your phone and she hands you 20 Canadian. You're like, what, you, what is this for? She's like, uh, you don't you're gonna know. want this. <laughs> you're gonna want it. Yeah. So um, maybe buy buy an extra bottle at at dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. But the the funny part on Rhea's side, and the reason her friends laughed so hard is like, one when I texted and when I went to the bathroom, Zam came on and I said, "Hey, no, like let's let let's rip a couple laps before we leave after the Zam gets off." She explained to her friend, she's like, "Oh yeah, he's a hockey player. He probably just wants to feel that." The feeling of fresh ice under his skates before we go. I said, no, I'm not that big of a loser. Um, and then <laughs> she told everybody when I fell, she just assumed I was pulling her into, the, her into the middle for no reason, not knowing what I was doing. And when I fell, she's like, he skates every night of the week. He coaches every night of the week or he's playing hockey. There's no reason you should embarrass me and fall at public skate in front of all these random people. Yeah. And then she yeah. said I was stupid. And then she got engaged and proposed. So now she's stuck with you. Yeah, she made the mistake, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know what she was thinking. Well, well, in, in all seriousness, congrats. Uh, I know uh, everyone's super happy for you. And um, we're, we're pumped for a, a couple parties, hopefully some uh, some engagement parties, some some bachelor parties and some wedding parties. So, I mean, we're ready to send it whenever whenever the time comes. And uh, also, what are, what are your thoughts on like those, like just like a like if you can skate, you probably shouldn't be at like a public skate, right? Yes, one hundred. Yeah, like that's that's kind of like the general like unwritten rule of a public <laughs> skate. Like if you could, if you play, first of all, if you play hockey and you're not there for like Christmas or with your girl or something, like go home. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had. Uh, I feel bad because there was a guy. Wearing a pea coat, glasses, hair, scarf, probably just came out of his financial job in downtown Toronto with his buddy. And he's ripping around and he was wearing these old, the old, old graph goalie skates where like the inside edge by the toe had like the three lines yeah. that for whatever reason gripped the ice. He was ripping around in those. I'm like, man, that's a tough look. You gotta, you gotta get out of here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you gotta stay off the ice in a public skate if you can, uh, skate or play hockey. I don't know why you would end up there. Well, like I said, like, I don't want to completely shun it because like, I mean, this Christmas I'll probably like if there's a yeah, holiday rate, special. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but like you... once a year I'll go do the Christmas thing. But like, yeah, like also like that, that's at, like an outdoor one where like it's cool or whatever, but like in an ice rink or even the one you did, like, you know, it's sick, like cool pictures in Toronto, downtown, like cool experience. But like, if you're going to a the, your local ice rink where it's the disco ball and you're just bombing around snowing people like <laughs> there's something wrong with you hanging out with a bunch of middle schoolers while they play get low over the speakers or the, the, actually the better one i've seen is is uh people who play uh go to public skate in like full hockey gear have you seen that in michigan before 
Yeah, that's bad. Okay. Um, yeah. In Toronto, there were kids wearing gloves. And I think that's also like hockey gloves. Yeah. At a public oh, yeah. skate. That made me cringe. I'm like, oh, that's that's bad. man. But how old? Like, like, like upwards under of, up, upwards of 15. No, like kids are kids. Okay. Upwards okay. of 15, 16. Like, okay, yeah, you're playing house. That's hockey. usual look here. Yeah, I was going to say I feel in like Nebraska, Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> at the rink I work at, you'll get like we get this one like adult guy hat backwards shorts and a t-shirt gloves and like december he's got his like old ccm hockey gloves he's ripping crossovers hitting fucking transitions like flying out there with like 40 other people around like what he's definitely giving tips to people too that's the other one is shorts (laughs) like wearing shorts on on the ice ever in any condition is just maybe in florida though right no 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 it's you're it's still an ice rink like can't be seen wearing shorts yeah, yeah, that's a tough look. Um, speaking of tough look, it's something I've been meaning to debate or uh, just get your insight on. I think the Tampa Bay retros look awful. I don't understand. I guess like old school '90s rain was the slashes through the white part of the jersey, but what is the tribal on the side? That doesn't look like lightning. It looks like a tribal arm sleeve. Right. So I mean that that's it's just from the original jersey, right? So. In my opinion, I think honestly all the reverse retros look kind of horrible. Like there might be like one or two where I was like, okay, like those are decent, but like I thought New Jersey's look horrendous. Um, Colorado's look horrendous. I don't like Detroit's. Like I I kind of like Montreal's, but at the same time, it's like it just has no feeling of like Montreal to it. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I'm just not a fan of any of the reverse retros. That being said. I wouldn't put the lightnings at the top of the list either. I, I don't think they're, I wouldn't top say the list the worst. being the worst. I don't think they're the worst reverse retros. I don't think they're good, but I also don't think any of the reverses are good this year. Then, then pick your worst. I would have to look, look through the whole league. But like I said, off the top of my head, I, I really don't like Colorado's and New Jersey's. Like I think they both had that kind of the St. Louis blues nineties where it's like red, yellow and navy in both yeah. of theirs and that's just like a horrible combo yeah um the problem with being a wings fan is your jersey's the same every year regardless of whether it's a winter classic or you know you know what i mean like they release the same shit every time and like there's so many different things you could do you could go back well, to you like only have cougars. you only have one color <laughs> yeah red. It's red white but you could do like a cougars jersey or something different or like a, do do a new take on like a winged wheel i get it it's an iconic look but like the Boston Bruins have how many different versions of the Bruins logo, right? Yeah. Like they call Actually, it Win- Winnie you... the Pooh, the new one or the reverse retro. Yeah, I'm bear. Say, I hate Boston's the, the Pooh Bear. Yeah. Um did you ask me which one was my favorite though? Because I'm Okay, I'm go, go ahead with favorite. I think I think the Washington one, where it's just the, the yeah. vintage screaming eagle on all black. Like that's it's it looks classy and like you could actually wear that as as any jersey. Yeah. What about uh, Minnesota's? I mean, so the other thing is, like, you see some teams, like, really switched them up. I wish Minnesota just went with, like, the North Star logo on it. Yeah, that would be a lot cooler. North Stars, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I don't know, I guess, why they hung on to that logo. I guess it doesn't really make sense. 
I would put I would put Minnesota's near the near the top though of like better reverse retros this year. But still, like I said, like they just missed they missed the boat on that one too. Have you seen Seattle's? What did you think of theirs? Uh, on the <laughs> I was going to bring up on the the topic of Seattle and Vegas. I don't think they really like. I get where you want to sell jerseys because yeah. it's a money maker, but. Does it a team that's two, three years into the league or one to two get a reverse yeah. retro? Yeah. <laughs> just give me back your home jersey then, bud. Uh yeah. no, Seattle's isn't bad. I mean, I just like their colorways because it's so different. Um, but you know, like they don't really have a ton to go on. But their colors I think are cool. Oh. The way they introduce the tentacle on the S is pretty probably pretty sweet. the biggest one of the reverse retros isn't even the jersey. It's it's the Flyers going back to the Cooperalls. Yeah, they didn't win him for the game though. I thought that would have been I know, sweet. But still, like men. that's that was sick to see. Like out of yeah. anything that came from reverse retros, I think that was my favorite. Hands see. down. Um, Kyle, I did want to bring up EB, you can weigh in on this. Uh your guys' thoughts. Uh that list did like top ten paid NHL goalies, and most of them are like under like nine hundred. Uh any thoughts there? Um it's just a such a weird year in the league. Like uh, Shesterkin's been, been brutal. Like, yep. can't stop a puck. Matt Murray kind of turned it around. Like, he's kind of killing it lately. Um, I don't know. I just don't understand hockey. Like, I would have, dude. Like, the Devils being nasty. I'm. I don't know how. Like, mind blowing. Yeah, mind blowing. Like, they have. They've been leaning on uh, Vanacek and um. Like they had their third guy in for a few games. It's just I don't know. And and the Rangers were Yeah, yeah. Schmied. And he played sick too. So I don't know. What's your what's your opinion, Painter? Because I, I honestly don't even have like can't can't even pretend I, to know. I think if somebody would have told me at the beginning of the year that Alex Georgiev would have better stats around Christmas than Igor Shosturkin, I would have called them um, Countless uh, put slurs. downs because they don't know the game of hockey. It's not slurs, not slurs. <laughs> no, no, no. EP, you were gonna call them slurs. I get it. No, uh, I think it's kind of interesting because I watch the Leafs a lot. I mean, Sam, I was through the roof whenever, or like not in a good way. I don't. My brain is short now, but I was really upset that they let Campbell go, and then they brought in Matt Murray and Ilya Samsonov, and then they just lit it up. It's it's such an awkward year for goaltending to start. And Shesterkin has been terrible. I've, I've n- noticed that on the fantasy points all year. Tough year to take him. Yeah. Um, I think the way I look at this is it is a very – we're all 100% right. It's a bizarre year for goaltending. Um, I don't really know what's changed. I have a couple questions on it, though. But the first thing that I say is it's early on the year. Anything can change in the second half. And that's this. If, as long as you're around 500, like you can get hot and things can flip. Uh, if you have a terrible season altogether and you're getting paid 10 mil as your goalie, not good. Not good. Yeah. Fans, no, fans, team, management, no one's going to be thrilled with you. So you got to turn it around. But anything can still happen. But my big point on this is like I bet a lot and I always try to find the overs in games and there's a lot of overs back in the day people used to say you couldn't watch hockey because there weren't enough goals scored 
right? It was like a 3-1 game, 2-1 game. That's completely out the window now. They're never going to talk about downsizing gear unless something drastic happens. They're never going to talk about downsizing gear again because you got so many games that are 6-5, 6-4. You know, it's changing hockey. But after going to the Lions game live and watching more and more football this season, yeah, you might end up with a score that's like 30-21. to 21. Or say it's like a 21-25 game. But how many touchdowns were there in that game? Only four. When I went to see them play Green Bay, I was hoping to see a bunch of... There were a lot of like turnovers, picks, and stuff that were in the red zone, which was pretty fun to watch. But there wasn't a ton of scoring. So when you talk about popularity of football being... You know, there's so much more scoring. There's points. There's this, that. Most of those t- the times in pro football, it's like a 21-35 game or something like that. It's not a ton of scoring. There's more goals going on in hockey right now than any other sport. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but then again, the whole that whole conversation contradicts itself when you talk about soccer being the world's number one or football, whatever, being the, the world's number one sport. And there's like it's a one nil game. It's a no cold game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I don't know. I think it's interesting, but I, I think a lot of these kids or these goalies will turn it on the second half. Yeah, right. I'd be interested to see. Um, I mean, shout out Vili Huso, who's on a rip this year, uh, kind of making the St. Louis situation look even worse. Um, but I, I think he's been in Tampa twice this year, and like both times he's played lights out. Like You're like, can't even get a puck past this guy. And he's probably, what's he on? Like a one or two million a year deal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's like, I thought it was like three something around there. It's cheap though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that there's a couple things there, but the, the first thing is Detroit always plays very well against Tampa. Even last year when they were pretty garbage. Well, I think part of it is too, like now Steve, it's a, it's an Iserman system. And especially now with like Lalonde, the previous assistant coach in Tampa is the head coach of Detroit. So you got to think like, okay, he knows how to any play special it. teams, any breakouts, like they're going to just simplify to, to beat them that game. Um, yeah. But I, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit too about like, what's your thoughts on like how like specific the NHL is on like stats and stuff. Cause it kind of pisses me off of like hearing, like I think someone posted yesterday of like uh First goalie in the Hurricanes organize Hurricanes organization was uh, Pachetkov uh, to get two shutouts in his first fourteen games, and it's like there's all these stats where it's like, oh, in the first seven games, the first nine games, it's like, yeah, wh- who care? And for an organization too, it's like, so what? Oh, a guy had two shutouts in fifteen games, and now the record, like, it's just like that's such a useless piece of information and it's all over like social media and, and uh, the in-game broadcast too. I'm just like, don't even, don't even tell us that's that. EP, what do you got? It is. I'm shocked to see it start taking over hockey being a baseball fan. That's all it is. It's like, Oh, Joe Schmo's ex Woba is greater than this guy over this many period when it's rainy and it's dark out. It's like, I want to know if the guy stops the puck. Like if it's like, Oh, he's got his, He's the first goalie with five shutouts in like a thirty-game period. It's like okay, that makes sense because that's a large scale of yeah, like things. But it's like, well, he's the first Russian-born goalie with fourteen games won in his first thirty across a a, a win streak or just yeah. something yeah. outrageous. While, while it's raining like, outside, 
It's like I'm gonna be the best guy named Evan in my local beer league on Thursday nights at yeah. eight forty five exactly. PM whenever exactly. puck drop is. It's like if it's so specific, why is it even like a talking point? Yeah. Like, it doesn't it just like it's more of like a Mickey Mouse stat. Like, yeah. If you if you're getting that that specific. Yeah. Um I I've had this thought before and I I, I can't even like disagree. I'm one hundred in one hundred percent agreement with you guys because it's you've changed the parameters and you've added so many asterisks. It's yeah. like, what are we even talking about? Are you just bringing up, are you talking shit to talk shit? Like you, this doesn't even, it, it makes sense, but like we're just adding on, like you said, on a Wednesday when it's raining, when, when the clock strikes yeah. zero and Cinderella's out at the ball, he happens to play very well. It's like, well, what does that mean? How often does that happen? And, and on top of that, like, I mean, for Pachekov, like, uh, I mean, it's are Carolina. You saying, are you saying Pachetkov or Kachetkov? Kachetkov. Okay. Peter Peter Kachetkov. Anyways, <laughs> like it's it's Carolina. You know, like I, it can't be that hard to break a record in Carolina. It'd be like someone in uh, Seattle being like, "Oh, our franchise leader now is on a six game point streak <laughs> or something." It's like sick, dude. Every every team in the leagues, like, what's that franchise history like? Oh, it's two years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. well, they, I, I am going to bring up Cam Ward. Cam Ward was a stud there for a long time, you know, brought home a cup, but yeah, like in terms of history and what they have, it's, you know, you're far and few between Kevin Weeks, alumni right, of the hurricane. So, all right. But, but so his record is two shutouts in, in his first 14 games. Now, in my opinion, what's, what's this like two's still a fluke, right? Or luck. One's a fluke. Two's luck. Like, yeah. And in 14, like that's no sample size, no nothing. Like someone could walk right in and get two shutouts in the first two games. And I w still would be like, now, okay, now like, what do you say? <laughs> yeah. Let's, no, I'm saying like, okay, what can he do the rest of the year? Like, yeah, I don't know. He's, yeah. I mean, you go to the curse of Garrett Sparksy, uh, you know, shut out in the big game and tears afterwards and first NHL start. And now, now where are we at? So. Um, yeah. that doesn't do well if we want to get Bucky Chuds on the pod, but it <laughs> happened. You know what I mean? You want to talk about yeah. sample size. Um, hmm. one thing I did want to bring up, you want to talk about the St. Louis situation. I mean, is it fair to say like Chicklets brought it up? He's a rat. I think he's just, you can't be this big of a snap show. Jordan Biddington, right? Yeah. Is it too much? It's way too much. Like, I don't know, man. It's so hard to, to like completely trash him because like i do i actually i genuinely do think like he's a nasty goalie but it's literally gotten to the point where it takes away from that and he, i don't know like even i'd even say like marshan like yeah he's a scumbag but he's a scumbag while he's being like one of the best players on the ice and he still has like some level of like respect of like okay like you know that's too far or sometimes like obviously the licking incident and stuff but i'd say for the most part like <laughs> marshan's more of like oh i'm gonna try to like you know sneakily like trip this guy or do something goofy whereas like bennington's just str straight up sucker punched a guy coming around the net who's like a veteran in the league so that's like it had no effect on the play either it's just like what are you doing while he gave up and got pulled like six goals that game yeah, I uh, 
I mean, there was the big wave of like kids that became Benner fans when he won, right? Like he got a lot of that's traditional. You win a cup and you're getting hot, like bullies are gonna love you. But there was always something where like, and you you heard his interview and you talked about his story, but still like, you just gotta kind of fucking settle down, man. Like you can't be this arrogant about it. You can't be the, this big of a snap. Um, and then when his, I think he came out and responded that like, well, this is just how I do it. It's like, all right, man, give up six have a meltdown, throw your stick at the wall, whatever, but I don't think it's going to last. I think he's nearing the, the end of the road because, like I said, like the only reason it works for Marshan is because he's still like Puts up an unreal hockey player. And I think I think at the same time, like if, if Binner was playing good right now, I think the conversation would be way different. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're, if, if you're getting shutouts and clocking guys, people would be like, oh, old-time hockey, baby, like – we need more guys like this, but like he's getting lit up and pulled and then still going over the bench and running his mouth. It's like, you're just embarrassing yourself, the team, like goaltending. It's bad. Yeah. Um, you guys got anything else? Um, you guys see the clip of, uh, Vassie getting kind of run over and then all five Tampa guys drop their gloves instantly. No. Oh, great clip. No. Definitely you, recommend checking it out. Do you so, have that somewhere? I, I can probably send it to you, but um, basically, and and classic example of like the D, it's completely the our own D's fault. Like the D just him? doesn't give him a line, and like guys come down the wing with speed and literally just kind of guides him into your goalie. But it was just funny because obviously you know Vassy's probably the best in the world, arguably, and uh, literally the second there was contact, all five guys on the ice like gloves completely off and just. Straight grabbing somebody guy, and is, feeding them. Yeah, hilarious. So <laughs> now you just said he's the best in the world. Obviously, you know you got some ties to Tampa. Do you think he's going to end up taking that spot over where Carey Price is? I think was? he already. I think he already did. Um, I mean, Carey Price. The hard, the hardest part about Carey Price is like, and it's going to be like this forever. Is like the whole argument is like, no, because cups? of how bad Montreal is as a team. Like he was such a good band aid. And like we'll never really know how good of a band aid he was for that team because like, man, I don't know. Maybe maybe you put him on Tampa and he does win five cups, but at the end of the day, he won zero, and I don't think it's his fault. But like, can you say he's better than a guy who has better stats than him, more successful, more championships, and will most likely have a longer career than him? Like, I just I don't think that's you can't really put a guy who's just statistically a worse goalie. The only argument for Carey Price is how bad the Canadians were. And I will give credit to that argument. Like, but at the end of the day, it's a hypothetical, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I got to find it. Shit. Where is it? Where is it? Okay. Oh, come on, Everett. Um, there's a, there's a conversation that I need to like do more research before we have it. But I heard this from a, very well-known source um but carrie price and jonathan quick ever heard of them uh have very similar statistics mm-hmm. roughly the same amount of games played obviously quickies getting up there still goals against quickies is better uh save percentage as of right now i mean quickies obviously his stuff can change but they're right around the same. But 
Carey Price got way more media coverage because he's in what market? Eastern, Montreal, yeah. Canadian, all that kind of stuff. Quickie, LA, two cups, very similar stats. Obviously, amongst goalies, he's well, you know, world renowned, but I think in terms of hockey media, does Jonathan Quick carry his name carry as much so, respect as Carey Price gets? I mean, I'll stir the pot more. I'll say any day of the week, one game on the line to win the cup. Game I'd seven. Quick. Quick. But probably even over Vasilevsky. Um, I think like in terms of a gamer, I think he's the like prime Jonathan Quick. Obviously, I don't know how you want to base the argument because, but I would still take Quickie over anybody just to win like win a hockey game. I mean, even with this year being not a great year, obviously I'm looking at a stat line now for him isn't hot right now, but right. But, it, but that argument though, se- I'm going to say well, okay. What about season, Terry Price this year or last year even like? He was well. He didn't play either year. He hasn't played in two years. It's, he played like was... he played two games last year. He gave up like eight goals. Oh, he did do those two. Yeah, but yeah. like I don't, and I don't hold that. A, like I don't. Obviously, we know he's sample size and, for that. And, season. Yeah, right. Season. But but at the end of the day, all, my point being, like, you can't be like, oh well, Quick's not the same. Quick, like, no shit. But like, yeah. you give me twenty twelve, Jonathan Quick, I'll take him over any goalie in their prime ever. Yeah. Well, I still think even Quickie last season, right? Over over Good. Price. Well, I'm just saying he wasn't last season was hot, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's still something there. There's some juice. EP, you got any thoughts on that? I'm, I'm with Kyle. I'm taking Quick. It's simple. I mean, he's the guy I loved watching as a kid. He he's he shows up. He does his work, and then nobody. I mean, I don't know the last time I ever saw an interview with him after like a big game or anything. Like he just goes in, and performs, does whatever, and then just goes back away, and then will show up again whenever he's needed. He's he's yeah. Batman, Batman of goalie world. I was about yeah. to say it if you didn't. I was like, I'd say, yeah, I'd say Price is kind of there too, though. You know, like Price is super humble, never really went out. Like that was one of the things that. I'd say, like, I never really loved about Lundquist was, like, you know, he's nicknamed the king. He's, like, all out here in New York. Got all, like, obviously sick for him. Like, cool dude, too. But, but like, I don't know. Sexiest goalie in the NHL. Yeah, not being a Ranger fan or really a Lundquist fan. I'm, like, this guy's all over media. And, like, just he hasn't won yet. Like, until you won either. Like, even Quickie wins two cups. Like, not one thing of advertising, promoting, anything. Like, he's... Other than Vaughn, you know, like get back to the Vaughn boys, but but even that, like we don't, we've he Quickie doesn't do an autograph signings. We don't have a bunch of huge major yeah. campaigns with him. Like everything was built around Lundqvist. But again, it, as an athlete and you know, name, image, image, likeness, what do you want to do with that? Do you want to do major brand deals? Do you want to like be a star, whatever, quote unquote? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's tough. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's all I got for this one. Uh. Any other thoughts? Questions, comments, concerns? Uh, I don't know. Christmas is coming up. Painter's got his Christmas tree up. Any of the boys getting anything good for Christmas? Uh, I got engaged. <laughs> yeah, what that's a where all, all Ev's money went. <laughs> what a gift. What a thank you, oh, Santa. Actually, on that topic, like I, I don't know if you've listened to that. I know you're a big barstool guy. There was like that whole beef of like, should girls be getting guys engagement presents? 
thanks for like see yeah. my, my little brain i i wanted to ask like what are what are the thoughts here i'm going yeah for sure like yeah. get the get the boys in on this so even last night um we did a little christmas get together and some girl comes over and she's got, I don't know, like a three carat ring and holy. And then, and then Hannah's like, Oh, look at that. Like, you know, maybe someday. And I'm like, so then I learned, I went right up to her. I was like, I'm sure you bought your husband stuff though. Right. And she's like, Oh yeah, I buy him watches. I'm like, see, so you buy me a watch, get me a Rolex and I'll get you a bigger <laughs> ring. So <laughs> I already nice got the just. first one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, you're going to have to do that 10 year program, right? There's like the traditional merit wedding gifts or merit married life. Oh I yeah, yeah. It's like ten uh, years. Paper. You gotta upgrade that bad boy. It goes like paper, and then I don't. I, or paper, first year plastic. Like, first year might just be like words or something, <laughs> and then year two is like a paper gift, and then, yeah, keeps going up. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm honestly like, I'm not opposed like to buying into that industry in terms of like diamonds i think it's similar to real estate or any like especially rolexes like they they the value will will increase appreciates. With the market appreciates so um i don't know i mean it uh, not right now but if i'm ever sitting on a couple grand I'm like all right i'll i'll go get a, a rolex or a bigger diamond it's not like it's probably better than other investments uh yeah, when you're sitting on a couple grand, you call me. I got some investment better, ideas. Better than FTX. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, since you brought it up, <laughs> the uh, the FTX commercial with what's his name, the guy Larry um, Larry, Larry David, yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Now, yeah, oh, I mean, even if that wasn't like, obviously, was not their end goal. I think that is hilarious. The way it's that hilarious because in the commercial, didn't he end up oh, being like uh. Every uh, in a history, like he's on the wrong side every single time, and then he's like, "But this time, I'm gonna buy FTX." <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was classic, David. Yeah. Um, oh, the, real quick, uh, shout out Alex Houston, another Vaughn goalie turned player. Uh, Kyle, yes, you, yes, you mentioned yes. You, you were unaware of what's My going boy. on. Yeah, I just don't understand it because, like, this is the second one we've seen now, like. I don't know who, if, if any of you guys know, but like, is there like a rule you have to dress so many players or like what's going Like why are goalies dressing as a, as a forward? Um, Michigan was a very unique case. They had a real bad case of sickness going around. Um, so they had to, you know, get some more guys in the lineup just in case shit, you know, goes South. I don't know what's going on with Canisius, but you know, with coaching our youth team and stuff, there's a lot of sickness and like, I'm sure you've heard of like the RSV thing going around. Okay, but, and, like, but like, is it a rule? I'm saying like you, is it like you have to dress say 15 skaters? Like, no, is but that... I think if, if you, if you're so short and you have a third goalie that you could put on there just in case they got to take a penalty, get a shift in or something. I think you, they take them. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just going to say like, unless it's a rule of like, in terms of like rostering players and stuff, like why wouldn't you grab, one of your Acha guys and let them, let them suit up for the game. Like why, why are we putting goalie? Like there's, there's zero chance a goalie can play at that level. You know, Do you trust an Acha kid to come in though and handle it correctly. I, I think so. Okay. 
I mean, yeah, I would probably just sit him down and be like, hey, man, like, here's the situation. Don't um, do too much. We're you're gonna not going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm saying, like, at the end of the day, there's they probably, those goalies didn't play shifts, right? No, Tyler Shea took a penalty and got three shots in warmups. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, you, you have the Ocha kid do that. And then, like, if it does come to worst case scenario, worst case Ontario, you, you put the Ocha kid out and you're like, okay, at least, like, he might be able to skate to a puck or like take a hit or block a shot. Whereas like, come on, like Tyler Shea out there, like, and wasn't, he was wearing goalie skates. How was that even legal? There's no way that's allowed. Yeah. You can wear, you can probably wear whatever you want on your feet. Like it doesn't. No, there's no way, dude. That's gotta be like a, they're way more dangerous. Than a, than any other skate. Yes. hundred percent. No chance. Yes. They both have steel on the bottom of them. No, dude. The player skates, they they have that curve. So like like Which just can... gives them advantage to skating. You're just slower. Right, You're more no, of a liability. Dude. Think about like think about a sharp metal object, right? If it's round, the only way it's gonna cut you is if it like goes straight across like Patty Maroon, Evander Kane. A yeah. goalie skate, both the front and the back have a little point on them. I guess you could kick someone with it. I'm yeah. thinking, and not even on purpose, but accidentally, if someone like falls down and like lands on that thing, like that thing could could pierce you. That thing yeah. could get in, get in there pretty good. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It just seems like it'd be more dangerous. Maybe maybe it's not. Someone do a little sports science. Um, but night two, Shay did wear player skates. Thanks oh, for the fun it, fact. He did it twice. I didn't even know that happened twice. Yeah, he did it both nights. Wow. Yeah, Michigan had it real, real bad when Minnesota came to play. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I am a little bummed we're missing Moiser on this one because I'd love to hear his if he if if he thinks he could have could have put out a few shifts for the boys and oh he absolutely stayed. thinks he does. He could have no, I know he said he wanted to do it, but you think he honestly believes he could have went out there and competed? Well he no, always probably he, when he would have fought says a guy. that he would have murdered somebody first. Yeah. yeah, like you can ask him when when he finally comes back and we get everyone back together. But uh, back uh, when we talked to him about it, after that he went to his alumni thing and he asked head coach there. He's like, "Why wouldn't you ever let me do that?" And he goes, "Evan, you would have murdered somebody out there. You would have taken somebody's life. There's no chance we would have ever let you get out there and run around Imagine and player stuff." Moiser as a player would chirping the shit out of guys every single play, like screaming at you, board checking. He'd be a fourth line guy that would just take you into the wall and then just give you a quick butt end and then take yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute psycho. Um, <laughs> something I, Kyle, you weren't on for the last episode that we did with needs two weeks ago. Something I did mention was how fat Pat Maroon was, but obviously I'm not on a national broadcast, so I don't have to take any heat for that. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts there? I, I thought we covered it a little bit. Maybe not. Um, I think at the end of the day, like, like he's even said, and I've even been around him before when he's just messing around. Like he, he, he knows he's not a skinny guy, but it's more of number one being Jack Edwards is an absolute clown. Like, yeah, I don't know anything. He, easily that. the worst announcer in the league. Like nothing he says is hockey related. So I think that's the first. I stand thing. by that. He has a history of like just bringing up personal stuff during a hockey game. Um, yeah. Number two, like Patty said, was like I think it was like a minute and a half of him just going on Pat Maroon, at which point, like, Maroon even went for a change, wasn't even on the ice. So it's at that point, it's just, like, personal. You know, if you make a quick comment of, like, oh, Patty Maroon's, like, Heavy. not the not his training <laughs> camp weight, like, all right, whatever. But, like, it was a minute and a half. 
Maroon's not even on the ice. And then on the, the final thing I'd say is like, you know, if you say it to a guy's face or something, or that's one thing, but like, he had no way to defend himself. It'd be like me just talking shit about Moiser right now. And like, you know, he has no chance to defend himself at all. And then he just hears it later when we post this and he's like, Oh, sick. You know, thanks Kyle. So, uh, um, which I would never do. Cause we love, we love our boy, Evan Moise. So. Uh, what was I going to say? But what he ended up doing is pretty cool. You know, he fundraised. I mean, he started with a small amount and I guess ended up like 50 K going to some sort of foundation. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Let's let's send it over to our next interview. All right. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and check out new episodes every Wednesday. I know we missed last week. We told you we were. We were busy. Um, but coming up into the holidays, we're going to try and crank out one more. I got a big guest that I'd like to have on. I just got to get him to email me back, and uh, we'll roll from there. But we're Jonathan very, very – Quick? Never. <laughs> I got a hard never from Mr. Hughes on that one. Um, but we do have a very, very special guest. Uh Current goalie for the Sudbury Blueberry Wolves. Um, incredible kid, Joe Ranger. So be sure to stay tuned, listen to that one. And like I said, like, follow, subscribe, and check out the episodes next week. We'll see ya. We're going to take a real quick break from the show to talk about one of our presenting uh, sponsors here, and that is Easy Crease. Take your goaltending development to the next level by giving your goalies a crease every drill, as they should have. I'm sure you remember when you were a kid, you're doing half ice stuff and you have no idea where you're at. You're lost, no man's land, wrong turn in Albuquerque, you know, stuff like that. Easy crease quickly and easily gives goalies a crease anywhere on the ice. It works great for small area games, goalie clinics, or just anytime your goalie doesn't have a crease. Be sure to order now at www.easycrease.com, spelled exactly how it sounds, or check them out on Amazon. Back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all those goalies listening all around the world, we're back with another episode of Between Two Posts. It's episode 51. We're one away from 52, and we got a very, very special guest. He's 20 years old. He hails from Carp, Ontario. He's the host of the Cup of Joe show, as well as one of the goalies for the Sudbury Wolves. It is Jumbo Joe Ranger. Joe, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys. And it's Sudbury, not Sudbury. Oh. So <laughs> That's, from Sud- <laughs> That's from Shorzy. That's from Shorzy. I should know. Guy binge watched the show. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm. Uh, no, thanks for having me, guys. I'm. I'm really pumped to be on. All right. Did you just take this opportunity to t- to promote your own show at the end of the day? Is that is that <laughs> what this is for? No, not at all. Maybe I'll. Have- Maybe it'll it'll be mutual. I'll give you guys a little Joe bump on uh, on our next podcast or our next show. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. I to be honest, when I saw that you guys were gonna do the Shorzy night, which obviously huge marketing deal, like makes sense. I was gonna drive out there for it, uh, but Detroit to Sudbury is not close, so uh, <laughs> hard pass on that one. Yeah. Well, we played. Um, I remember when we played Windsor, we did that whole road trip and. Just to get the Windsor, I think it took us like uh, almost seven hours, and it was a long road trip, so I don't blame you at all. Yeah, hard pass there. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyways, uh, number 29 for the Sudbury Wolves. Uh, yep. Joe, first question I got for you, how's your French? My French is uh, correct. J'allais au l'école immersion when I was younger, but okay. it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> 
I was blown away. I was trying, I was, you know, just scrolling through today, trying to dig up a little dirt. And when you started one of those cup of Joe shows and you, you dropped like a straight French line, I was like, this guy's dialed in. Yeah. Well, it's cause, uh, Dave or the guest, he's, uh, he's from Hawkesbury, Ontario, which is like the farthest East part of Ontario you can get. It, okay. it, so it's, it's almost basically Quebec. So, uh, it's just like a little, little shot at him. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's pretty cool. So Did they, uh, in Canada, they like is your second language. They try to push you into French, French then. Yeah, it's um, well, especially because so Carp, my hometown, is just outside of Ottawa, and of course Ottawa. I mean, you can throw a rock over to over to Gatineau, which is in Quebec. Yep. So especially in Ottawa, I mean, a lot of the government jobs and just jobs in general, it, it helps if you have French. So yeah. Um. So yeah, like same as I, I assume maybe in the like the southern states in the states, like you, you can take Spanish as well. Oh, so it's like, it, you don't have a choice. That's what I was wondering. Like even yeah, in northern exactly. states here, it's like Spanish is like it's it. Let's take Spanish. So yeah. So we um. So yeah. In, in like elementary school, you can go into French immersion, which I think starts after around grade three. Um, and uh, and yes. Yeah, so I just I took it until I was about, I think grade ten. Uh, once I got into the OHL, because I moved to Mississauga to play uh, my first year, and and they uh they didn't have as good of a, a French program. So I was like, God, ah, whatever. Yeah. That's I can carry cool a tune. <laughs> that's very cool. Carry a tune in French. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, as, long, as long as, you know, uh, a few chirps in French, that's probably all you need. You don't even need the, <laughs> the official yeah, exactly. stuff. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I learned from the Dave uh, Goyette on our <laughs> team. He's, he, he says it to all the, there's usually like one or two like French guys per, per team. Um, so it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, the extent the extent of my Canadian French is tabernacle, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. say it right, Ev. You How do you say it? It's, it's you got to get that. It's like tabernacle, like, <laughs> right? Am I yeah, there right you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's pretty on point, Kyle. That's impressive. <laughs> um, Jumbo Joe, you ever been to Wasaga? You ever been to Wasaga Beach? No, actually. Um... See that's that's much more of a Toronto thing. Okay. That's more of a yeah, because um in Ottawa, I mean we uh since we're on the Ottawa River, of course, I mean there's some like really hidden, nice hidden gems um along the Ottawa River that are like really nice beaches and they're and they're quiet and you know um actually a, a friend of ours lives on um li- lives on on the water and you know go fishing. The fishing's okay on the Ottawa River. It's a little bit dirty, but. Yeah, like the swimming, the, the the boating and stuff like that's awesome. And then I actually have a camp, or as you you guys probably know, as a cottage, yeah. um, <laughs> up in up in up in Sudbury. So uh, same thing, we're on a beach. It's boat access only. So that's that's where we always spend our, our summers. Very cool, man. Um, is pizza pizza a rip off of Little Caesars? <laughs> pizza pizza, honestly. Yeah, I don't know if it's a ripoff. Different uh, pizza. Pizza is very thin crust. Okay. I know the I know the Little Caesars got the the deep dish. Is that considered Detroit style? Is that Detroit style? Well, no, because you can get the five dollar hot and ready, which is like a thin crust, which is just hot and sweaty, greasy and cheesy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've never been to a pizza pizza. But when I was a kid, and I used to see those ads like you watch Hockey Night in Canada, I'm like, this is bullshit. They just pulled this from Little Caesars. <laughs> isn't uh, yeah. isn't Boston pizza like a big Canadian thing too? Yeah, Boston Pizza is more of a sit-down restaurant, though, versus like a uh, mm. like, a, like a Little Caesars. Yeah, it's yeah. more of uh, <laughs> it's good. It's you know it's, it's bar food. You know they got you know cheap beer, wings, 
nights on whenever like the the Leafs or the Sens play, you know, there'll be like a discount, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good spot. Um so that this is obviously a given. I was going to ask this cuz I learned this the other day when I was up in Toronto, but what does poutine actually mean? Uh it's not poutine, it's c'est poutine. Oh, ex- poutine. Fuck, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, Putin. Uh, it's 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 awesome. You know, it's it's su- such a cliche now with uh, with all of, everyone says like, oh, what's what's Putin? What's what's Putin? But yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's you know, it's what what better than gravy, cheese curd, and and, and fries? And then you know, you get you go to Smokes Putin, which is a little kind of like local place in Ottawa, and and you load it up. You know, you get uh, some. You can get. Uh, sausages on it uh you can throw bacon you can put whatever green onions like anything just load it up so i back when we used to go to windsor back when we were underage go to windsor go out go party and then there's that (laughs) excuse me putin place and uh like you just got like the standard stuff but when i was just in toronto last weekend like i didn't realize like how elaborate and how like much fun you could have with it throwing different shit on yourself it's good. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like ice cream. It's kind of like the same as a hot dog. You know, you can dress up a hot dog. You can dress it down. You can have it bare bones. Yeah. It's a uh, multifunctional uh, oh. Canadian delic- delicacy. How about that? Absolutely. <laughs> um, hey, describe to us in detail the flavors of an all-dressed chip. Um, well, you got you got your you got your ketchup. You got your um, like your sweet and salty. You got, um, you got your your dill. You got your onion. Is that what you got? In there? Like, yeah, it's it's all dressed, man. It's you you get to, you get all the flavors, all the different flavors, and you just throw them in there. Yeah, I uh, I didn't learn about what all dressed chips was till I watched Letterkenny, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I could fuck up a bag of all dressed chips, and now every time we go there and back, like it's got to be one of those must haves you bring back. Delicious. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, oh, you get good. a little residue you like on it? your fingers. You, you get to save the fingers, the finger dust for later. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, all dressed chips, Kyle. They're it's interesting. Yeah, it's you can only get them in Canada. Obviously, Ruffles makes them, <laughs> and they're they're legit incredible. Because it, like he oh, said, yeah. like they they don't tell you what it actually is. Like you know, like sour cream and onion or cheddar. Sour That's cream. what I was yeah, thinking yeah. of. Yeah, ch- yeah, sour cream and onion, cheddar. Like it's all all so of it. It's just literally everything all in one. And they have yeah, ketchup exactly. and it's salty, can, can, it's sweet, it's savory. I was gonna it's say, so can you good. taste like hints of each one? Like what would you yes. say is, is yeah, kind I'd of the so. strongest like flavor, mm. I guess? I say I'd say the, the cheddar and, and onion. You definitely mm. get a lot. But then again, you then you get like the ketchupy aftertaste yeah. mixed with like the like the sweetness of the dill. Like it's 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 awesome. Yeah. He, All right. He's, he's not even kidding though, because I I just had some with lunch today because I brought that bag back from Toronto. <laughs> And like legit, it you have one chip or two chips, and it hits you in waves where it's sweet, salty, savory. Like it all hits. Yeah. it's so good. <laughs> um, more stereotypical Canadian questions. Do you have a favorite maple syrup? Um, there's oh man, I have it in my fridge right now. I forget <laughs> what the name of it is though. It's uh, it comes in like this kind of like tanned uh, bottle, but um, um, actually my. my might not believe this, but my uncle he lives kind of out in the in the bush by uh, near me, and he just he makes his own maple syrup. <laughs> so we usually really? get that's a good answer. Yeah. I was gonna say yeah. it's got to be something homemade. That's the best. Yes. So we usually get it from him. He he usually he taps the trees. He he drains them out like the whole bit. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Um, um, there's a guy he works for 
the development program in the U.S. Brock Bradley, he is one of the equipment managers, and he does. He taps trees. He's showed us videos. Like, his, like I don't think people realize how much goes into making maple syrup. Like, it is a huge operation, major machinery and all that kind of shit. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Quebec is, well, it probably makes sense, but I'm pretty sure Quebec is the, the leading producer of, like, maple syrup, like, worldwide. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, I for appreciate me. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> for, I for back Joe that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll verify that. I'm that sounds right. Okay. For <laughs> Joe, for Kyle, yeah, they they they're number one. Um, yeah, Joe, I thought you were well, gonna whenever kinda... whenever you go to Montreal, they have those sugar shacks and all, like everything's oh, maple really? syrup. Oh, so, yeah. Want to hear? Want to hear a good one? So, um, on the canal, you guys know what the canal is in Ottawa? No. Like where where you skate. Yeah, river? yeah, the skating yeah. canal. Yeah, it's okay. like the longest skate, like man-made. Yeah. I think it's like the longest oh, yeah. skating rink in the world. Um, but it's basically yeah, it's just a canal that freezes over and it goes through downtown. But anyways, it's uh, anyone will tell you you can get a beaver tails, which were just kind of like a pastry that are just loaded up. They're awesome. But then there's like these like little huts, and there's uh, it's literally a, like a bar. Like you skate up to a bar, and it's just like packed in snow. And then what they'll do is they'll put a popsicle stick down. And then they'll drizzle maple syrup over it, and it'll freeze, and you got a maple syrup popsicle, just like that on the spot. Canada, baby. That sounds yeah. delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just grab a popsicle stick, and you just yeah, they just like they drizzle it right in front of you. Wait two seconds, flip it over, freeze the other side, and there you go. And then you just keep on skating. You just keep on skating. Yeah. yeah. What a day. Um. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. I Joe, I. I thought you were going to shit on that question and just be like, Hey, why are you being so arrogant? But, uh, oh, we no, don't I, question shame on this podcast. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, I got a riddle for you. Who can shave 25 times a day, but still have a beard, Joe. Who, can, who can shave 25 times a day, but still have a beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santa, a barber. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Um, I thought, I thought about this with you guys having like Shorzy night and everything. Uh, if you could pick your celebrity backup goalie, who would you want it to be? And I got a list of them here that you could pick from. You got Keanu Reeves from Youngblood, Yvonne Brett from Slapshot, Ryan McDonald from Shorzy, Justin Timberlake from the Love Guru, Steve Carell from like, you know, the office, but Steve Carell actually plays goalie. And then there's Jonathan Cherry from Goon. Who would you take? I'm I'm a huge huge office fan, so I I want Michael Scott backing me up. How how wild would those be? But like TV uh, timeouts, going to the bench, and him just giving you a giggle. Yeah, exactly. And oh, that'd be that'd be awesome. Well, are we are we talking Big like real real life Steve Carell or like the the character from The Office? Like, are I, we? I I think the character. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Michael Scott would be. I'd be like, hey, like that was uh I'd like come back to the bench and be like, Good job, D like nice stick. And it'd be like, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> just on, on the spot. Something like that. I'd I'd not just yeah. die laughing. Yeah. He's the man. I love him. Would would you get issues with him trying to run the room, do you think? Oh yeah, probably. A lot of egos know, his, in there, right? You know? <laughs> his his manager his managerial style is a little uh Yeah. But I don't know, maybe maybe Dwight like make Dwight equipment manager or something like that, or that'd be that'd be pretty good. <laughs> Come in to level him out a little bit. Can we can we get a office reboot hockey version? Yeah, exactly. That'd be awesome. Yeah. They're taking they're taking it off of uh, off of Netflix too in the new year. Pissed. Well, uh, 
I don't know what I'm going to spend my time doing when I'm not doing a podcast now. You'll probably watch yeah, Shores exactly. again. Yeah, still, we'll... not, not, still not know how to pronounce anything. <laughs> we'll kick him <laughs> back to Hulu. <laughs> um, I got a good one here for you, Joe. If a wolf takes off at 9 a.m. running south down King 69 at 70 kilometers per hour and a small, useless, weak baby horse heads north on King 69, at 40 kilometers per hour when they cross paths who's winning that battle wolf every time every time every time right every time yeah not a doubt but uh yeah i don't know if you could see it behind right above your head there's this quote uh from the room says the strength the strength of the pack is the wolf and the strength of the wolf is the pack i like that i like that that's something to live by that gets the boys going yeah exactly so i think I think the wolf makes one step, maybe like knock it. He'll do it's like wolf call, ow, and then all the boys, all the other, the whole pack will show up. Yeah, that that colt's out a tough spot. You guys, you guys mix yeah. any of that into into the pregame, like yeah, out the tunnel, someone goes ow, and then everyone. Else <laughs> maybe maybe not exactly, but Howler, our mascot's there, and he's usually he's he's usually uh, signaling it to us when we're when we're walking out, giving him knocks. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, does Sudbury actually have an impossible amount of good-looking girls there? That's, uh, I mean, I'm I'm a spoken for man, but yep. <laughs> I, I I mean, that's uh, that's like a that's another f- funny thing that popped up on that, that that's from that show. It's uh, it's not it's not my place to say yes or no because I'm a happy yeah. man, but good answer. No, yeah, I I don't know. It's it's for someone else's opinion. <laughs> We'll have to find some of the single guys, but yeah. Hey, I'm glad you stuck to your guns there. Cause I'm like, well, let's see how he handles this one. This is a oh, tough yeah. one. <laughs> Handle it like a pro. <laughs> um, if you got in a warm up tilt here, Jumbo, uh, would you go for blocker punches or would you relegate to using the stick as a weapon? Uh, no, I think you have to draw a line eventually. I think, I think the stick is the line I yeah. got. I, I'm going to, I'm going to drop the stick, obviously glove. Cause I can't grab. Maybe I'll give one blocker punch, but then it's, Maybe like one block punch just to get the helmet, like the other guy's helmet off, and then yeah. let's let's grow up. Like let's well, be we're talking, let's be mature about it. Yeah, we're talking. Are you talking like goalie on player, Ev? Either I, or could, anything could happen. Well, I think I think like if you're if you're a goalie, tilt. goalie swinging at a player blockers free game. But if like you're goalie on goalie, like you know drop drop the mitts and let's get a fair tilt. Yeah, well, in the OHL, it's uh, it's a suspension for the goalies uh, if they take their helmets off before they mm. fight. Well, actually, I think it's like that for every player. I think if you take your, if you voluntarily take your helmet off, then it's a suspension. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, the only goalie fights only happen so rarely. So I mean, might as well do it right. Still yeah. looking for mine. Still looking for it. All right. Yeah. It'll come. What, what are you? What, what would you want more? A goal or a fight? Oh, a goal. Yeah, right. I think because I, yeah. I feel like so many things have okay, to go in. A, a goal or like you one punch knock out a guy in a fight and it goes viral too. Still a, goal. still a goal yeah for sure like that i think that i think getting a goalie goal has to be like one of the craziest things in sports yeah. like if you think about it like like how far the puck has to go and for the goalie to even get a chance to like make that happen i think that's nuts yeah well that and like you said things have to align like spin so depending on say you lift it over everybody it hits the blue line and it's spinning it can still spin out and to put it in the net that ice yeah yeah Exactly, and like since like goalie sticks, their blades are so much longer. 
they tend to you know, like they're going to get more spin. Rotation. So I mean, when I when I'm yeah when I'm when I'm shoot when I'm throwing it down the ice, like I got to play like a little baby fade or something like that, and just to let it like draw like fade nice and easy back in. Yeah, you got it. It's kind of like curling. You got to get that draw to yep. it, right? Like Pinty's tournament is on, by the way. You guys watching that? No, that's a little over our head here, Joe. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We get into darts now, though. We're big darts aficionados, oh. so you, you ever catch nice. a dart tournament? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, do you got a favorite brand of hockey tape? Um, not honestly, no. I think I think we're partnered with Howie's, so I think I'll say Howie's, nice. uh, our team. And but yeah, I mean, just whatever's on the table, just white tape. Okay. Um. Last weird question: hockey shot socks or do you just go compressions no yeah i don't i don't wear socks uh underneath my i, I just wear like my knee pads and, and my gitch that's it I just, I just wore them for a little bit and then like all, like all of us goalies i was like you know what things aren't going well i'm gonna switch it up ditch, ditch the scott ditch the socks and and now now we're good <laughs> i don't it, hey man whatever it takes to get it done you know what i mean yep for so sure. uh joe i do have a question i mean this one's kind of a hard hitter uh, in your 2015-16 season, you averaged a, a 5.61 goals against average. <laughs> um, were you just like not? Were you trying to not stop the puck, or were you scared? What, what what's going on there? I think uh, I think it was because I wasn't wearing Vaughn equipment. I think that was the biggest. Uh... I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, no, Every but um, <laughs> I it, it's that's funny because my uh, like growing up because so because so, I'm from a small town the the pool of like kids that we draw in from is like so is so you know dry it's, it's, it's not a very big yeah so i mean we were growing up we were always the last place team in every season so that's uh that speaks for itself and i, I remember one time i had like 85 shots in one game and we lost seven like seven nothing so dude you're and lucky you just... didn't pass out or have like cramps or anything jesus yeah exactly like yeah it was it was nuts but i mean it was it, it was just fun hockey but yeah, I, I definitely think it's because I wasn't using uh, my bond pads. Well, we appreciate that shout out. Um, I guess that that leads us into the next question, though. Is uh, I did want to you know bring up gear a little bit. Like every set that you've done since you've jumped on with us has been electric. You had yeah. the Mississauga set that was like the iceberg kind of like Potvin mix, right? When you got to Sudbury, having the fifty five hundred like legacy look. Icing on the cake though is having the drips on the outside of the boot gusset, like yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, that was cool. Well, when I was working with uh, with Connor, I knew because uh, I mean the Wolves logo is it's a pretty it's a very historic logo. Like I mean it's yeah. I think it's one of the like it's it's never changed. And when I was well when I was a a young kid, uh, and I'd come up to Sudbury to visit my family, we would always go to Wolves games and stuff like that. And I remember. Uh, Christmas time, we'd go to Wolves games. I'd go home, hit the drawing books. Like I, I was obsessed with like drawing pads. Like I've always been into it. Yeah. So, so then I was thinking, I'm like, how how can I get a little bit of red into the? Because there's no red on our jerseys, but there's red in our logo. So I'm like, hmm, how can I get a little bit of red into the pads? And then I was thinking, like, oh yeah, like when we want to just add a little bit of the drops, like the blood drops on the side, just a little uh, little chef's kiss kind of. So I, I love yeah. it. I think it, they turned out great absolutely gross um with with that being said though you like you said you guys had uh, a camp aka a cottage out in Sudbury yeah. um so when you're growing up you, you have family there too so how I didn't know any of that how cool is it being 
kind of like at home kind of thing. Oh, it, yeah, it's definitely a second home. Uh, my, all of my mom's side. So, uh, like, I have my uncles, my grandparents, uh, like, so many cousins that that live here. So, it's pretty cool that, you know, whenever I was playing with Mississauga, I mean, I'd have, like, almost a whole section uh, of just, like, my family, like, cut out just for me, which was cool because they'd all come out and watch. And uh, and actually, my, my grandfather played in the NHL as well. So, we uh, we come from a huge hockey family. And uh, and it's kind of cool. I was like the first one to kind of make it to the, to the OHL. So it's, it's nice that, um, everyone's been able to support me and, and yeah. And then, like I said, it's just kind of cool to be, you know, go from like a little kid watching, uh, in the stands to, you know, now I'm on, playing on the ice and some other little kids watching me, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, it's one of those things that it's beautiful. It's full circle. Uh, and to be able, like you said, to go from the sitting in the blue stands to being on the ice is it's pretty sick. Yeah. And like, I remember going through, you know, like when we were minor hockey tournaments, I remember going through, you know, the, the dressing room tours and like the gym tours and stuff like that when I was, you know, 10 years old and looking up at and seeing like all the guys. So it was, it's pretty cool to not be on the flip side of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you, uh, was it kind of always like OHL is kind of the path or did you ever consider doing like the U S college route or, or any others? Yeah, we entertained, uh, college a little bit, but, uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like OHL is such like a, I mean, I, I feel like the, like the college is such an American kind of like mindset versus like the OHL. It's like OHL to, as, when you're a little kid, like that's even cooler than the NHL. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's such a, it's such like a dream for a bunch of like little kids. And so I, you know, and then, like I said, you know, my cousins, they played hockey and they came close to, they had like a cup of coffee with, uh, with some OHL teams. Um, but then when I was able to, when I like started to get a little bit, you know, older and the realization kind of set in like, Oh, maybe I can kind of make myself, uh, an OHL team. And, um, it was just like, okay, I want to go, like, I want to go play, you know, play in the small town markets. You, you know, it was just like a big dream, big yeah, dream of mine. For sure. With that being said, I guess there's a good question there. Cause obviously all of us, we come from a U.S. background and like, you know, we, me being in Michigan, we know about the O. You know, like that's still we have uh, at the time it would have been like Plymouth, Saginaw. Now it's Flint, Saginaw. So it's always had its foot here and then Windsor right across the bridge. Uh, but to make the O, what a lot of parents, I think, don't understand that are even in like AAA or like double A spaces in Michigan, the OHL comes so much faster. My question yeah. is like, when did you realize, oh, I got to make a decision? Because that's like going into your, you know, 15th year, right? 15, 16, you're trying to get drafted. And then the next year after that, you're prepping or you might like, depending on where you're at in development, you might go up and, you know, be on the team. Yeah, it was definitely probably around uh, like the summer before my minor midget year. Um, you guys, you guys call it minor midget, right? They they used to yeah but yeah we know what you're talking about minor okay midget. yeah yeah so like the year before your first i guess when i was 15 so mm-hmm. the summer before that is kind of when i was you know starting to you know talk to coaches and stuff like that and say like oh like this is the pros of going to school this is the pros of uh going major junior um and yeah it was definitely hard but you know i think when you this is just like the little kid speaking but whenever you know you get a, a phone call um you know, the first team I actually uh, visited with was the Steelheads. So it was pretty cool that we were at the Marley's tournament in Toronto and, you know, they came up to me and said, Hey, like my name is so-and-so, um, you know, we'd like, I'm from the Mississauga Steelheads. We, would you like to come to our game uh, tomorrow night and 
we'll show you around, give you a tour and like to chat with you. So I was like, Oh, okay. Sign and me I remember, up. here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. And I remember at the time, cause it was, I think it was the Sunday afternoon. And, uh, so it was the Sunday afternoon. We played the Saturday lost or like the Sunday morning. And my dad, you know, he's just like, oh, I want to go home. You know what I mean? I'm like, I want to get home. And get, you know, I got enough of this. I want to go just like the drive. But then I was like saying to my mom, like, Hey, like, do you mind if we just stay the extra night? Like, this is a pretty big deal. So I had to convince my parents into like letting me stay. And then we ended up going to the game and uh, you know, they, they showed me around the locker room. I got to meet some of the guys, you know, and it was pretty cool. Cause it was like a sold out game that night. And oh, yeah. I mean, Mississauga, it, Mississauga doesn't usually sell out a whole lot because, because it's such like a, a big city, but I was like, Holy shit. Like this is the OHL. Like yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. So that, that, I mean, that instant, instant instantly hooked me in. So after they have those talks and you do a visit, it, it sounds like it's kind of like a little bit of a college recruiting system, but then they still have to go through and draft you, right? Yeah. So they come through, yeah, exactly. you, you go on your visit, you show, okay, this makes sense. Have a couple chats. They obviously probably go through an interview process with you of like, okay, well, what's this, this, and this figure out what you're like, kind of like mentally as well. And then from there, you know, you come into the draft. So. That's pretty cool on Mississauga. Um, I did want to ask, when you were back there, did uh, Richmond ever flash the uh, the old cup ring there for you guys? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He was yeah. Jr. had he always had the um, whenever like we did team events and stuff like that. He had the bling on, which was on. pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. It was pretty cool. Walking around iced out on the hand there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's uh, I mean it's the spot that you were in having him there, having that kind of mind is pretty special, especially with it being one of your first teams for those first few years. Uh, but l- kind of looking at the numbers and the way it's spent, you were there for three years, really just backing up in Mississauga. And now we look at where we're at this season and you're the guy in Sudbury, right? What was that tr- uh, transition like and the adjustment for you? Yeah, it was, it was hard. You know, um, I was lucky enough to play, uh, you know, kind of, behind some really really good goalies like Jacob Ingham was my first goalie partner and you know he's with the Ontario Reign now uh and then uh Kai Edmonds who's he's at the University of uh Toronto Metropolitan University they used to be called Ryerson so he's at CIS and I mean those two guys were like awesome awesome guys and really really good goalies and it just kind of felt that you know I was stayed patient not complain wait for my moment wait for my moment and then last year uh, actually, in, in between that, the the COVID year, I actually got loaned out to play for the Trenton Golden Hawks in the OJHL, so like Junior A. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and that was the best thing I ever did because, uh, you know, they were doing kind of like a Summit Series versus another uh, team, the Dukes. And, uh, you know, I got to play like 13, 15 games. Um, got like my first shutout. I got back-to-back shutouts in, the, in, in that span. And it was just cool because, yeah, like no one else was playing. And luckily, I was able to kind of find a loophole into getting me there. And so that really like, fired me up and rejuvenated me to say like okay yeah i can be a number one guy for sure and then and then last year same thing you know uh started the season off uh preseason really well and then we ended up bringing in an overager uh roman bowser who was an awesome guy and we were kind of like a 1a 1b um and then that's really where i started to to really flourish and uh you know i i got uh, my first major it was pretty cool i got my first uh, major junior shutout in ottawa so that was pretty awesome (laughs) hometown game yeah, and then I ended up shutting them out three more times that year. Three times in a row, I shutted them out, which is pretty cool. Yeah, but um, and then yeah, and then coming into this year, it's uh, 
it's definitely been a bit of adjustment going, you know, playing every single game, almost every game. And uh, it wears a lot, it wears a lot on the, on the, on the, on the mental side a little bit, but I think that's just kind of the, the best thing about being a goalie is just embracing the, the mental grind of it all. And, uh, and just doing what we love. For sure. And it's, it's one of those things where like, as you go through it though, like an intelligent hockey player or goalie in this case, you learn to make adjustments on your own, right? Yeah. You learn how to deal with like, all right, how can I like, you know, how do I take a break after this? How do I find some mental rest and then fire it right back up on Saturday night? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of the biggest thing actually that I've been trying to, that I've been working on um, is just like that, that on and off switch of, uh, you know, when it's, whether it's practice or, or game, you know, find the fine tuning when I can, you know, okay, I need to focus. Let's, let's get better here. Versus, you know, just kind of joking around with the guys and just being a kid, being a being a teammate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, even like like obviously major junior seasons are like way longer than NCAA. I'm not. I don't know the exact number. Um, you play 68. 68. Okay. So yeah. like, I mean, basically a pro, literally pro a pro schedule. schedule. So uh, yeah. And, and at 20 years old, like, what kind of routines are mental things you do just to like all right i'm coming to the rink again today like another practice or game or something like yeah there's there's definitely days where it's like you know maybe uh you know after a long road trip maybe didn't go so well and you're like all right time to go to the rink gotta get up and stuff like that but then as soon as you get there you know you like as a goal you 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 touch your mask you put your you know you put your you you fiddle with your gear and you just like instantly think like oh i can't wait to go on the ice now you know what i mean like oh i want to try this out i want to do that and i think just the the feeling of constant like the obsession with always wanting to get better and 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 eventually like move on with with my career is it just consumes you that to the point where it's like all right like i'm excited to go to the rink because i know it's a new day that i can you know get better at something with the like tinkering you brought up do you change a lot of stuff? Do you do a lot of stuff on the fly? Or are you pretty simple with gear day to day? Or do you make like a lot of changes? Do you play with like stick, you know, uh, shoulder patterns and stuff like that? Uh, no, like I'm pretty, uh, I think one of the best things I ever did was stops doing that kind of stuff is, you know, <laughs> when, when, well, when I wasn't, uh, when I wasn't playing a lot, you know, I, I, I still like backed up every game. So it was like, I was part of the team, but you know, I kind of wasn't like, I'm the yeah. backup, you know, it's, so it's uh so that was you know when practice came around I had I kind of got my own head and I had to treat every practice like a game so if I had a good practice then I taped my stick this way yeah. then I would tape my stick for the next game but then <laughs> I, it just kind of snowballed into the fact that I was like okay this is just too much and and the best thing I ever did was just kind of like let go and now I just regardless of like the score I tape my stick the same way I put my gear on the same way I do the same stuff because. It's not like uh, just because I taped my stick one way, it doesn't mean that I'm yeah, not going to have yeah. a good game. You know what I mean? So that was, I think that's something that, you know, kids could, uh, once a kid, people like learn that kind of thing. And like, it's, it, it it's, uh, helps out a lot. I think the problem is like the media or like what hockey people come out and say is like, we're routines. We have this, we got all these weird superstitions. But like when we talk to a lot of high end goalies like yourself or NHL guys, they talk about how they they figure out how to like drop all that shit to the wayside. Like, yeah, like we have certain things. You want to be but, at the rink at this time. A nap, right, but the way you said it, I've like, I think they they teach kids that. Like, I feel like I was taught that growing up. They're like, oh, yeah, like no, one hundred. Develop. They like teach you to develop a routine, and like you just get it yeah. stuck in your head from there. 
But then like you talk to high end guys, they don't do that. Like we don't have to have like I got to tape my stick this way and I got to have this, this and this because the more baggage you hang on to the like cloudier you get mentally. Yeah. Or if shit doesn't totally. go right or like, oh man, like, you know, my equipment, I didn't have like my black Renfrew or whatever. And like, I didn't go toe to heel. I went heel to toe. Shit. Like my games, like I'm going to give up six, you know, like why, why do we got to add more to what is already a very mentally daunting task? Um, totally. I did want to ask, since we're talking about the pregame though, I saw a little, uh, a picture you rolling in with a, a Ziploc bag of oranges. Is that pretty standard <laughs> stuff for you? Yeah, honestly, I, I just love oranges. Like they're like, my, they're like by far my favorite fruits. And, um, and I, I'm, I'm not a big like Gatorade drinker. Really? Like it, yeah, it just doesn't really sit with me very well. So I try to find, um, shout out BioSteel because I, I can do BioSteel. I can do it just because it's much lighter. I find it doesn't sit heavy in my stomach. So I just try to find, uh, another, uh, substitute to get like those vitamins and stuff like that. Those like quick carbs, like quick energy. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, I just saw the oranges and it made me think of like AYSO soccer here. You get your little yeah. intermission pre post game snack, you get your Capri Sun and an orange slice. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, traveling in the OHL is brutal. Obviously, like you said, it's no big deal, but like three hours down to Barry play, come back, get back at 2.30. Like traveling in the OHL is tough, especially when you're getting down to like, you talk about Windsor, getting back over to Toronto, probably not close, things like that. Uh, do you got any fun roadie stories from being on the bus? Uh, oh, I do. Yeah. Listen to this Things one. you can tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is, this is actually a good one. So, um, the good thing, one of the good things about playing Mississauga is we're pretty central. So we don't have like a lot of long road trips. Like we'll go, we'll go to Barry, 45 minutes, Hamilton, 45 minutes, yep. North Bay, two and a half hours, come there back. But, uh, we were going on our Northern road trip. So we'll hit. North Bay, Sudbury, Sioux, or we'll do like, I think actually this time we went North Bay, Sioux, Sudbury on the way home. Yep. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a long road trip. Like it's, you know, you're getting up, playing, get back on the bus, play, get back on the bus, sleep, play. So, um, so I remember for whatever reason, we were leaving on the Friday morning-ish to go to North Bay to play our first game. And I think we were like running late or something like that, but I just remember we were rushed. And of course the young guys, we got to pack the bus. And I always took pride in packing the bus and making sure that everything was there. So I was scrambling because, you know, I couldn't find like the Jersey bin was missing and it was just hectic, hectic loading the bus for me at least. Cause everyone else was just, just chilling on the bus and like, Oh, can we get going? Like what's taking so long? <laughs> so, so I remember, uh, I brought all of my, you know, my pillow suit overnight bag. And I put it on top of the net because we go with the Zamboni door. So I put it on top of the net and we were just scrambling, scrambling, scrambling. And finally we get a load up. We're out the door and we're like 20 minutes late. And I'm like, Oh my God, I made our team late. Like no one was helping me, like just stressing out, stressing out big time. And we're like halfway to North Bay. And I was like, okay, like finally relax. Let me grab my, like my ear pods out of my bag. Like <laughs> I completely forgot my suit, my pillow, my bag. <laughs> on top of that net on our leaving. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I'm like, I was losing my mind. I was calling my billets saying like, cause Hey, did someone take my, sh like, where's my stuff? I hope no one stole it. Cause I had like my iPad in there, my laptop, like my, yeah. like everything. So I was like, can you please go to the rink and like, see if it's still there. So he luckily knew someone they had it. They had no problem, but I was like, okay, thank God that's taken care of. But then 
okay, I still don't have a suit, yeah. any toiletries, <laughs> like anything. I literally have what's on me. I have my wallet, my phone, and my keys. So then eventually uh, we stopped at like this kind of like convenience store, picked up deodorant, picked up uh, toothpaste, <laughs> toothbrush. Um, and uh, and then actually I knew a friend who played on uh, North Bay. So he loaned me like his dad's Michael Scott suit for, yeah. for like that. Yeah. For like the rest of the weekend, and I was wearing like clown shoes and dress shoes and stuff like that, <laughs> and uh, so that was that's probably my funniest uh, story I got. Just completely forgetting all of my belongings before we even got on the bus. That's brutal. And that, that was, was you said it was a long roadie that one, right? Like a couple. Oh hours. yeah, it was. It was that, that was a four day road trip. Like we four went day. Yeah, it, no yeah. no headphones for four days too. It was just... <laughs> yeah, I was slowly losing my mind just like watching like the cars go by like out yeah. the window. <laughs> But uh, but luckily someone had an extra set, so I, I was able to use that. But yeah, it was it was very stressful. Yeah, man, you lucked out. Uh, with that being said, have you ever had to fix the bus, Joe? Oh, knock on wood. No, we haven't. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's a U.S. He staple. Put, down have, here. He, pl- he plays in a in a three letter league. They don't they don't <laughs> yeah. fix their own bus on roadies. No, I just no. I want to I want to ground Joe and just let him know how bad it could possibly be when Kyle Conan's oh, in totally. the back. He was using yeah. a fire extinguisher and some pliers yeah. to put together the bus. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. But like, luckily, it's kind of cool. It, like, oh, it hasn't happened to me, knock on wood. But I've heard stories where guys, you know, like their bus breaks down the side of the road, and within like half hour, a new bo- bus shows up, and they just have to throw everything onto the new bus, like on the side of the road. It's like, man, that's pretty dangerous. Yeah, Kyle, that's never happened to you guys, though, huh? I would, I would take a ex- replacement bus in a heartbeat. We were, we were out there on the side of the road trying to help our help our driver fix the bus <laughs> yeah cal's got yeah. clips uh they open up the back and you got well, i'm guessing i mean you guys <laughs> you guys probably have have sleeper buses too right like you can no no we oh, don't have like yeah. me with like the actual beds in it yeah yeah no no we just have like a regular coach bus okay yeah but we uh we got some ways to sleep though like either it's we'll bring like yoga mats we got like the cushiony ones and yeah. we'll either sleep in the aisles sleep like kind of like where your feet are we have like a whole system worked out it's like you put your feet here i'll put my feet there and everyone just sleep <laughs> yeah so you guys could all be logistics majors then you gotta figure yeah, it out exactly yeah <laughs> we, yeah just put yeah put our brains together every now and then and figure something out <laughs> do uh there, do the rules do the rules change on like a seven hour roadie with like uh like no number twos in the bathroom or like is it kind of anything goes when it's that long of a trip? Uh, yeah, like you can go, you just better not smell. Yeah. Like sim- sim- simple, that's the easiest way to put it. Like if you got to go, you got to go. Like I'm never going to get mad at a guy. Maybe you'll have like a little donation to the team uh, on his behalf. But yeah, I mean, hey, we go to, uh, we go eat on the road somewhere. It's not the best food and yeah. it happens. <laughs> uh. I've told this story a couple of times, I think, and I'm sure Kyle's probably tired of hearing it, but there's a league here in the U S where an equipment manager, he was a young guy first year with the team, but like roughly same age as the players. And he had to, you know, use the, the facilities and take a dump. But if you have to do that, you got to pay a fine, even though yeah. he's an equipment manager. So he li- he actually held it and held it until he just couldn't anymore. And they kept going and he just, soiled his pants and uh yeah. yeah it's a tough look i think yeah uh, it's tough just let it go man pay the fine pay up 
you're the equipment guy though. Like we've talked about this a million times. You're the equipment guy. Just don't sharpen skates if they're gonna make you pay the fine. <laughs> yeah, what do you what are they gonna point. do? Yeah. You get to hold the sticks, you got the, the stick room key, you're gonna do yeah. the laundry. You're not doing laundry for a week, then find me. Try me. Yeah, that's a good point. That's good. Yeah. It's tough luck. Tough luck. Um <sighs> outside of hockey, uh Joe, I want to learn more about you. What do you get into? Like summers, you obviously spend out on the river on the lakes, ripping it up at camp. What else do you like to do? Yeah, like a uh, big fisherman, lo- lo- love fishing. Um, my girlfriend has a cottage. So in the north, it's a camp. Like okay. in the, everywhere else in, in Ontario, it's a cottage. It is, um, yeah. The the, Lond- the people that work at London, they o- always talk about they're going to the cottage, yeah. Yeah, like Muskoka cottages, like that kind of thing. But I, I'd say once you reach about like North Bay, then it, everything north is camp. Anyways, okay. um, so yeah, we go to fishing at my camp, hunting uh, swimming, you know, cliff jumping, all that kind of stuff. It's nice just to kind of be a kid again. And, and like I said, it's boat access. So, I mean, we, we like just got cellular data there and we like, we, we only, we, we run off of, uh, solar panels. So it's yeah. very kind of like, yeah, it's isolated. Like, I mean, there's, you can't hear anything. It's, it's really relaxing, but, uh, but then my girlfriend's cottage, um, is a little bit closer to Ottawa and she, it's more, you know, we got, uh, they got, she got, she's got a really nice boat. So that's where we go. We have kind of our, our cottage weekends with our friends up there, get a little rowdy and go water skiing to so that's more glamping, uh, more glamping over there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that it, like there's the cottage it's got, it's, it's enclosed. It's got plumbing. It's got electricity, the whole bit. I'd say our camp is kind of more like glamping. Like it's, it's like enclosed as well. We got running water, but it's like pumped from the water. We have an outhouse. Uh, we don't, our only electricity, like I said, comes from the solar panels. That's a real camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Like we have, uh, like we have like a sauna. That's pretty much how we got our, our warm water. Um, and, uh, and yeah. So then other than that, I mean, golfing, like every other guy, I love golfing. Um, you know, try to get out there. I think I played about 50 rounds last year, which was awesome. So oh, yeah, yeah. definitely as much as I, and I'm lucky that I live across the street from a golf course too. So I sneak on after hours. Oh, so then that's then. not that tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm lucky, but, um, but yeah, then other than that, I mean, but once, uh, between, you know, once like training gets going and stuff like that, it's, it's pretty hard to, to cut out some time, uh, alone and just kind of relax. But it's uh it's fun you know that's why we do it right for sure i mean Uh you gotta earn it right yeah what's uh what's your your off season you kind of just put the skates in the bag and and leave it for a while or are you a big off season uh get better each day kind of guy yeah well last year we had like a pretty good playoff run and the season was also prolonged because I mean, a lot of teams missed ga- uh, weeks because of COVID and stuff. Yep. So the the legal the whole like season was extended by like two weeks. So I mean, we were done playoffs like May sixteenth, which is pretty late. Um, and uh, and I was able to get in. I I ended up. Uh, it sucks. Bass, our, our our other goalie, he he hurt his knee in the warm ups of game two. And after and like he was playing light, like really good. We just beat Barry in playoffs. Um. And then game two against Hamilton, he he hurt his knee, so I got thrown into the fire, and uh, and so I kind of got that taste of playoff hockey, and it was like so intense that eventually, once we unfortunately we we, we lost, and uh, I went home and yeah, I threw my bag downstairs, unpacked it, didn't touch it for a good month and a bit until uh, until I just felt like going back on the ice, basically, like because like for the longest time I was like, man, I don't I don't have any desire to go on the ice. It's okay. And then eventually I was like, you know what? I, I saw like all the NHL camps start happening. I'm like, you know, like, okay, now I'm fired yeah. up. Now I want to get out there. 
you gotta have downtime though. Like you gotta find a way to like, like you said, reset. it's a you just gotta it, reset. And it's a long OHL season. It's a pro season, like pro amount of games. Yeah. So it's tough. Um, I my last question for you though here, Jumbo, is uh, you got any thoughts on the Ottawa Senators selling? Like you're gonna put in a bid possibly, or where you at with that? No, I hope uh, Deadpool's gonna buy it. That'd be pretty sick, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's cool. I, I uh, it's funny. I'm like, I bet you I'm the only Ottawa fan because I live because Ottawa's rink is on the outskirts of town. Okay. So it's like ten minutes from me. So it's oh, awesome. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. You know, when I was younger, we'd beat traffic, be home in fifteen minutes. Versus if it goes downtown, now we got to you know go to a park and ride, then take the train, and then go you know all this kind of stuff. So I'm one of the opposite ones. Like, no, I want to keep it in Canada. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, it'll be cool. I think if they do move it downtown, I think it'll be awesome. I think it'll be good for the city. Well, that's good, man. Um, Joe, you got any questions for us? You good? No, no, it's it is awesome. Well, we appreciate you jumping on, man. Good luck uh, tomorrow night and Barry. Uh, good luck with the rest of the season. If you need anything, obviously bother Connor. Don't bother me. But uh, if he doesn't <laughs> respond, we'll always be here for you. But uh, good luck with the rest of the year, buddy. And we're really excited to see what you put together. All right. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Joe. We'll see you.